What up, everybody? This is Just Saucin'. I am your host, Jack Burns, and with me, as always, your boy MC in the building, feeling a little bit under the weather today. A little under the weather, but you know what, Sauce? Uh, your boy MC went 5-0 and on his picks this weekend for the wild card round, so... Feeling a little under the weather, but feeling great about that. Yeah, yeah. Like McHugh said, we did our picks last week. So if you guys listen to that, listen to that podcast, then you'll know what we're talking about. But yeah, McHugh went five and zero. I went a really solid uh, one and four. So just a bit of a rough stretch for me. And let's just let's just get into it. Um, we had a lot of like semi close games. I guess we had a lot of like honestly, so we had a lot of pretty good games this weekend. Man, there were some fun ones I didn't expect to be good. Uh, some great games. Yeah, yeah. But let's start off. <laughs> so, the Chargers lose to the Jags. Uh, Finn's boy T. Law fucking gets the best of Justin Herbert, and uh, that that loss that loss hurt, man. I, I my expectations weren't very high going into it. I kind of talked to you about this, McHugh. Like, but as like a Chargers fan, this like this shit happens. Like on a, not like I, you know on a regular basis. Like, I can account five to six yeah. different times where shit like this, shit like this has happened, right? But this one, so my expectations were high, but like, dude, this one especially hurt. We're up 27 to zero, four interceptions in the first half Trevor Lawrence is throwing, and we end up losing this game. So let's, let's, fuck it, dude. Let's get into this. Um, first half was great. I mean, we played an amazing first half, right? Uh, a lot of plays we didn't convert on, though. And, like, there was a, a play particular, and I, I'm sure you saw it, McHugh. There was a play that was, uh, it was after their fourth pick when Asante Samuel Jr. picked out, had his third pick of the night. Um, he returned mm-hmm. it to about the, I think it was at like the 20-yard line. We got we got all the way to, like, the three-yard line, uh, third and goal. Herbert misses Keenan Allen wide open in the end zone, which would have put us, Essentially up 31 to zero, which in my opinion, that would have been the icing on the game, right? The Jags only scored 31 points. Um, Herbert misses that pass. They kick the field goal to go up 27 zero. Jags come down, score a touchdown. Trevor Lawrence throws a touchdown pass to Evan Ingram to go into half 27 to seven. Yes, sir. You texted me when the score was 27 to zero and you said, you know, you're like, man, you got to be feeling pretty good. I said, not great. And you said, yeah, the Chargers are known to blow some shit like this. And guess what they fucking did? They blow. <laughs> um, arguably one oh of the worst God. first halves I've ever seen out of a quarterback, out of Trevor Lawrence. The Chargers put on one of the worst displays of football I've ever seen in my life in the second half of that of that football game. The clock, I mean, just to start, like... Yes, Herbert didn't convert, and we'll and we'll get to we'll get to my boy Justin Herbert in a second. But we're gonna start on fucking Brandon Staley, dude. The clock management in the second half was yes. was horrible, dude. We're snapping, and then this is a little bit on Justin Herbert, right? A little exper- little inexperience, but why the fuck is are we snapping the ball with 17 seconds left in the game clock when you're up 27 to seven? Like the, the, you need to run this clock down, right? We ran. We ran 27 plays in the second half of that game. If we, on half of those, if we run that clock all the way down, you're talking like three or four minutes of gameplay. Jacksonville's not in this game if we're able to run the clock down. That's the first thing. As a coach, you've got to be communicating that to your quarterback. And yes, that does fall a little bit on Justin Herbert. Dude, you've got to realize the situation you're in. At this time, at this point, you're up 27 to zero. You've gotten the points on the board. And now you just need to maintain that lead, right? Um, we ran the ball seven times in the second half. What the fuck? 
We're up 27 to zero. Why are we having Justin Herbert throw the ball fucking 21 times on, on 28 attempts in the second half? Or I guess on 28 plays in the second half. Like what, what the fuck are we doing, dude? It doesn't, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. Staley's going to keep his job. The Chargers owners are fucking cheap. We're a fucking poverty organization, dude. Like, we have consistently just gotten really? carried by talent, bro. It's ridiculous. We, have, we haven't we have had a good coach. I don't – like, we have never had a good coach. If, if you if – you, Marty Schottenheimer? Yeah, but, like, I'm, we're talking, like, elevating level. North Turner? Dude, like, North Turner was dog shit, bro. North Turner North was – Turner got you guys to the AFC championship, didn't he? Yes, yes, but it's – that one AFC one AFC championship. If Rivers isn't on a blown out knee, you never know. Okay, which I wouldn't say North Turner was horrible, facts, but like, facts. but like our teams are already always loaded, bro. Like we have ne- like talent in in San Diego or LA for the Chargers has never been an issue. Like we've never been lacking of talent. Like think about all like the great skill position players we've had. We had LT obviously extremely dominant. Darren Sproles was an All Pro running back one year in the NFL, which is says says something right um we had melvin gordon who was an absolute animal we had guys like vincent jackson Mal- uh, michael floyd i mean we had studs at wide receiver man and the coaching's where the issue begins antonio gates yeah antonio gates one of the greatest tight ends of all time has the tight end touchdown receiving record we just this shit happens man and it's it's so it's so frustrating it's like look at our talent from top to bottom there's no fucking reason mike williams should not be playing in that game why did he play week Absolutely. 18? The Ravens had already lost. What the fuck? I mean, this is stuff that, and I know if you're going to listen to other sports, sports podcasts, they're probably saying similar shit, but I'm telling you right now as a Chargers fan, like I knew, like I, I watched the whole game. There's people who said, oh, at halftime, I turned it off. Chargers fans are like, oh, same deal. Oh, we turned on, I turned on the score and we lost. I, I, I sat on my couch and I watched that shit from start to end. And because I knew it wasn't over, I knew that shit wasn't over. And it's not because I don't have any confidence in the Chargers, but I don't. I guess, I guess, I just don't, dude. I mean, they have Chargers are just gonna charge it, man. I, yeah, yeah. I out in twenty. I believe it was two thousand. I believe it was two thousand twelve or two thousand. Might have been. It honestly might have been like twenty fourteen. We had the number one ranked offense, the number one ranked defense in the NFL, and didn't make the playoffs. Do do you want to do you want to know how? Do you want to listen to what happened in the final game? We're playing against the Is Chiefs. That real? Oh my! God. Yes, that's real. Number one ranked offense, the number one ranked defense. PFF, right? So, on top of that, on top of that, it might it could have been earlier in that too. I, I can't remember the exact year, but I remember. The Chargers finished eight and eight to make the playoffs. They were they were eight and seven going into the last week against Kansas City. We were up we were up five or six. We were up six points with probably two minutes left in the game. Right, we we're past the two minute warning. The Chiefs have two timeouts left. I just went back and watched the highlight today just to refresh my memory. Philip Rivers is under center. We're pretty much got to run the clock out. It's first and ten. Hand the ball off a couple of times and then hope, get a first down or kick a field goal. You know, we go up nine, two possession game, we win, right? Second and ten, uh, or first and ten, Phillip Rivers goes to snap it. He fumbles a snap, Chiefs recover it, drive all the way down the field, score a touchdown, we're eliminated from the playoffs. Like, this is just the shit that happens. Fucking 2016, or excuse me, 2015, we're playing against the Jets in the goddamn AFC wildcard game, and Nate Kidding goes 0 for 5 on field goals, bro. Like, 
Yep. This is a guy who was yep. like, and same shit with Dicker. Dicker had missed had missed one kick all year. That was insane. One, that was like a thirty three yarder, I mean, wasn't it? It was forty. It was forty, but still, that's a knockdown. That's a knockdown. I'm saying this is the shit that fucking happens as a Chargers fan. And guess what we're gonna fucking do? We're a cheap ass organization. And we're going to keep on Brandon Staley, let him run for one more year, because we, God forbid we pay two coaches. Do you know how much money a Super Bowl brings in your organization? You have a top five quarterback in the NFL that's not making any money yet, and you're going to fucking waste all the way on some fucking poverty-ass coach in Brandon Staley. So, dude, I I don't know, McHugh. What do you, what do you think? I mean, I, I'm assuming you agree with most of what I'm saying, but – we got rid of our offensive coordinator, which is whatever. I, I hated Lombardi when we first signed him. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't think he was a good fit for Justin Herbert, but now we got to. It looks like if Brandon Staley's not fired by now, I don't think he's getting fired. No, Lombardi is a bomb for sure. So I, I think that's a step in the right direction that he had to go because if you are going to bring in a guy like Sean Payton to reset your franchise, like I'm assuming that he's going to want to like bring in his own staff and everything right yeah um but as far as the game goes uh i know i texted you saying like you know chargers are like known to blow games like this and everything but even when i sent that text i still was like there's a very very small chance that this that they actually blow this game like 27 to 0 at that point like and you were texting me like, oh, it's a rough game for your boy Trevor. Two picks, three picks, yeah. four picks. And like I wasn't even really watching the game at that point. I was I was making dinner for Mike McHugh. Shout out Scotty Pippen. Yep, yep. Um I was uh and then like I started like tuning into the game and then Trevor like got the first touchdown and I was like, Okay, that's that's solid. They got like some solid momentum yep. going. But like literally when he threw that fourth pick, I was like, the only thing I could compare it to was like Sam Darnold, like saying yeah. that he was seeing ghosts on Monday Night Football or something like that. I'm like, this is some of the craziest shit I've ever seen. Well, and and I was like looking. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. Um, I was, I texted you, I remember, and was like, is this the worst like quarterback playoff debut of all time? And I was like pretty convinced that it, that it was. And then I was like, tw- and then I was like on Twitter and like looking around and seeing some other people are like, oh, Trevor Lawrence is is Trevor Lawrence gonna like outdo Jake Delhomme for the worst yeah. quarterback debut in the playoffs ever? Jake Delhomme, dude, I had no idea his debut was fucking insane. Five interceptions <laughs> and a pick six, yeah, rough. Oh one. my goodness, rough dude, one. really um, bad. Super Bowl, Super Bowl quarterback though, Jake Delhomme. Super Bowl winning quarterback. No, yeah, no not against, Super Bowl uh, winning. Not Super Bowl winning. They lost to the Pats. Oh, three. Oh, yeah, that's right. Was that Brady's first Super Bowl ever? No, Second? Brady's first Super Bowl was against uh, the Rams with like Torrey Holt and uh, who was, it? was that best show on turf? Yeah, best show on turf. It was. Yeah, Bruce Marshall Falk. Marshall Falk, Isaac. Yeah, the whole squad. So Isaac Bruce. That's the same, I believe. But like, I even like, I'm the biggest Trevor believer that there is out there. And even me, I was like, dude, there is no way anybody can come back from throwing four picks in the first half. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And like, I was just, I just had like goosebumps watching the second half because I'm like, 
this is so insane. Yeah. Like watching a guy that can just like literally is just like nails in the second goes in, listens to what his coach has to say in the second half. Like, okay, Trevor, like I know this is literally the worst fucking half of football you've played, played in probably like eight years. Your life, probably. But like we're just gonna go in and we're just gonna take it one drive at a time and let's just see what we can do. And he was just Yeah fucking execute yeah and then they went down and scored five straight touchdowns um (laughs) which was awesome great great defensively um and here's in the add on to your point McHugh. like here's what was crazy about trevor lawrence's first half too the picks he were throwing were bad interceptions like they weren't like oh terrible. Yeah, they weren't like oh like they're fluky. One of them, one of them was tipped. Yeah, one of them like, was tipped. But the other, the one, other three were terrible. Horrible, horrible. Like truly terrible interceptions. And to come back from that, it was great uh, for Trevor to, to turn it on like that. Um, the Chargers' defense was horrible. So many open gaps. I mean, Trevor Lawrence was just hitting dudes that were wide open. And I'm like, and that's the other thing that's frustrating yeah. about Brandon Staley. You're a defensive coach, dude. How are we having this many defensive breakdowns in a game where we're up? We need to get one. We need to get one stop on drive. We didn't get one. We didn't get one fucking stop in the second half. We need one. They scored four straight touchdowns and then a field goal to win the game. Uh, I think another thing that might go unnoticed about this game, like Joey Bosa kind of fucked that game up for us too. Spiking the helmet, ball yeah. advances to the one-yard line. Trevor Lawrence goes up and over the top, and now it's a two-point game. So. Oh, I mean, everything that could have gone wrong in that game went wrong. Um, of course, I'm going to be on the fire Staley bandwagon. And and McHugh, you know this. Like, I was. I wouldn't say I was a Staley advocator, but like, I definitely had Staley's you, back. You supported him. him. Yeah, you for sure had his back. Yeah. And after like the Mike Williams thing is like that's borderline fireable to me. It's like this dude's always hurt. Like, why are we playing him in a meaningless game? Which like. Who knows how that Jags game goes up, but like we pro- like we win that Jags game with Mike Williams. Like I, you know, who knows what else happens? But like having a down the field threat like that, like are you kidding me? And then to lose in that fashion, still no playoff wins with, with the quality of quarterback you have in Justin Herbert. I just you got I don't know, man. You got to fire the guy. I think, and they're not going to, but. I just they're not going to you think no dude and and the thing is these early years and these young quarterbacks are huge because look like what the 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 Chiefs were able to do you know early in Mahomes's career where he wasn't getting paid a ton of money they were able to bring in a ton of weapons and pretty good defense and great offensive lines right because they had all this cap space once Herbert starts making that bread dude it's harder to pay guys so we're just wasting valuable years with fucking Brandon Staley yeah, I I hundred uh, percent agree, but like I think that's the reason like why you would want to like break like like you said you're not paying Herbert anything. So if you're not devoting that much money to your quarterback right now, why not just like go all out for a coach right now and pay like twenty million dollars a year for Sean Payton? Exactly, like whatever it takes, man. Like you've been a joke franchise for so yep. long. You have this unique situation where you have a quarterback that is like way ahead of like where you thought he would be at this point. Oh, yeah. I think like you have to at this point. And like you say, like you don't think the Chargers are going to fire Staley. 
personally, I think that is like one of the worst losses I have ever seen in my life. Like, I and I'm not even like trying to be a dick. No, right top now to you. bottom. Like, I know like, you're a charger. No, like, fan. like situation, like with the situation that was involved, with like the players you had and the pieces you had in place, like, and everything leading up to it. Yeah, it's just like one of the worst losses in a franchise history, for sure. So I was so I there's a buddy that I work with who's also a Chargers fan, and I asked him, "Is this the worst Chargers loss of all time?" And he said that the 2006 loss to the Patriots in the divisional round is the worst loss of all time. And I haven't gone back and watched that game all the way yet, but was wondering where you would rank this game with Brandon Staley as far as like worst Chargers losses of all time. Oh, man. Okay, so I don't know, dude. As far as losses go... I mean, this one's up there. It's number. It's probably number two for me. Number one is uh, we were thirteen and three. It was two thousand eleven, I believe, uh, and we lost to the nine and seven Jets. We had uh, the two seed, so you know we had home field advantage. We had the bye week, so we had the a. So we were hosting against the Jets, um, and yeah, we essentially lost seventeen to fourteen. Nate Keating misses uh, three field goals, uh, two of them in like crunch time, like crunch time, crunch time, not just like some bullshit so uh missed a lot of field goals nate kidding missed uh two field goals in the fourth quarter and we ended up losing the game by uh three so that was that was really tough for me and that like as i was growing up too like i said like i wasn't around for the like i don't really remember 2006 so for me it's like this was like the first real taste of chargers football that i like got right and we were like sick too this was like after the lt years darren sproles was a pro bowler vincent jackson was like a top five or top 10 receiver in the league philip rivers was on a tear and you know we still had lt lt was a little past his prime but i mean lt had 12 carries for 24 yards like dude this team was loaded so that that one really hurt but this one's probably number two dude i've experienced some pretty bad chargers losses the raiders one last year was also so brutal dude like we haven't even talked about that one yet like that raiders one last year is one of the worst i've ever experienced also that's probably number three that one pales in comparison to this one. Yeah. Oh, ab- like- I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. It's not close. I feel like my tears of me, it's like playoff losses are going to hurt the most. Like regular season losses, like not getting into the playoffs is one thing, but like these playoff ones hurt. Like I felt really good. I, I would have been, if we would have won that game in the dominant style we did, you know, in the first half, I would have been, I would have been feeling really good going into this week against Kansas city. You know, even without Mike Williams, I would have been feeling really good. And, and, the crazy thing is, like, this line, the line on the game for the Jaguars versus Chargers is, like, seven and a half or something. If it was, like, Chargers versus Chiefs going into this game, it would for sure be, like, under under six, I'm oh, guessing. Oh, I think it'd be, like, five like, and a half or four and a half, I think right? even lower. I think you'd probably be, like, two and a half, three, maybe even lower. Like, because... Because these two teams split in the regular season, right? No, no, we lost both, but we lost both to a combined, uh, I believe, a, a combined like six points. Lost in field goals on both of them. So, uh, 
Okay, so you're right. It would probably be like even a lower line. Yeah, it could be like one, one and a half, two. I mean, without Mike Williams, it'd skew that line a little bit. Because if you don't remember, the first time we played, that was the game like Herbert like got his ribs injured and was like had like broken ribs and was having to like throw the ball. He hit Mike Williams pick on this. Pick six at the two-yard yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, the pick yeah. six at the two-yard line. He hit Mike Williams on a seam round. Yeah, I mean, and we ended up losing by three points. Like that was, that was uh, pretty tough. But yeah, I do remember. Yeah, so like I said, like we have a lot of losses that are just like that. But like, yeah, this one hurts just because I feel like we really could have made, we could have made like a really deep run. Okay, well, we spent twenty three minutes on the Chargers. The Chargers. Yeah, should so we, we should. Should we move on to another yeah. game? Maybe. Yeah, we should definitely move on. Uh, let's just we'll run over this quick. Uh, Seahawks and the Niners. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I was feeling like I said on the last podcast, Seahawks are going to get their asses kicked. Niners are just like way too good. But, but started raining really hard and all of California was just like getting drenched the past couple of weeks. Like half of California is like fucking underwater right now. And you know, Seattle loves the rain, obviously. Like, Pete Carroll only gets stronger the harder it rains. He's like yeah. fucking Poseidon, the god of water, dude. <laughs> and so, you know, it was raining really heavy. And Seahawks get a couple of big plays. Geno hits a 50-yard bomb to DK. That was so sick. And that was insane. And we're, like, getting stops on defense. And... I'm kind of – and we get that huge field goal yes. right before the halftime. It was like 55 yards from my boy Jason Myers. I think it was first team all pro this year. You're correct. And and I'm thinking like going into halftime like we are going to get this dub, dude. Like this, this is like – this is – this could happen, yeah. dude. And I was pretty hyped up about it. But then I don't know like – Honestly, I think the turning point in the game was uh, Brock Pert, the Seahawks. So the Seahawks got the ball in the sec to start the second half, and Geno fumbled in the red zone. Yep, that sucks. Yep. You can still recover from it, but they hit Geno or Brock Purdy hit Debo on like a sixty-yard play after that. That was it. And then like Cody Barton on the Seahawks, I like, tried to twist his leg like after the play, just like try to do some dirty shit. And then like all the 49ers guys came up and were like super fired. Cody Barton is a fucking backup, by the way. He shouldn't even be in the game because Jordan Brooks should be in the game. We had two linebackers injured. Cody Barton's fucking like undrafted asses in the game. Yeah. And he tries to pull some shit like that. And in a rivalry like that, dude, you think you're going to get away with some shit like that? Like, no fucking way. No. And so at from that point forward, it was just complete domination by the Niners. Like, it would, so it was 17 to 16, and then it was like 23, and the Niners like just kept rolling. Christian McCaffrey was eating us up. Debo was eating us up. Kittle was eating us up and like, dude, I'm not going to lie. I am pretty impressed with Brock Purdy right now at the moment. Uh, so yeah, sucks yeah. for me as a Seahawks fan, but like hats off to the Niners, I guess. Yeah, dude. I mean, they look, they look like, uh, 
the best team in the NFC right now. Like, I don't know how much I trust the Eagles. So haven't, like you said, I feel like they peaked a little too early. But, yeah, I mean, what I take away from this game is, like, San Francisco was a better team going in. It's the reason they were a 14-point favorite. And they were a nine point. Oh, I mean, come on. Chill. chill, Okay. Okay. Damn near a double digit favorite. Like I thought the Seahawks like held their own really well. This is gotta be one of the best Seahawks seasons you guys have had in the last 10 years. It's gotta be top. I would rank this three. I would, I would rank this number three in the last 10 years. So number one is obviously like winning the Super Bowl in 2013. Number two is like going to the Super Bowl. You know, Bowl. It, fucks, it fucking yeah, yeah, it sucks the way that we lost the Super Bowl, but we still made it to the Super Bowl. And then I would say number three is for sure this year. You guys got a top six like pick, nine and eight, top five pick. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson is dog shit this year. <laughs> Uh, like make the playoffs. Nobody thought the no. Seahawks were gonna make the playoffs. No. Like that is insane, dude. Yeah. We make the playoffs and still get a top five pick. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's insane. How many? Th- I think like the Lions are maybe the only other team that could say that about their franchise. Like, getting a top ten pick. Yeah, and like finishing above five five hundred. So yeah, I this this is. Could not have worked out any better. Yeah, and like this game, like you said, like your expectations are already zero anyway. And you actually told me this at the beginning of the year. You're like, and that was right after the Seahawks beat the Broncos. And you're like, dude, I think this is going to be one of the most enjoyable years as a Seahawk fan uh, because I have zero expectations for them, right? And that's also what's happening, you know? So like you lose this playoff game and you're like, you know, of course you had the hope, but it just doesn't, like, A, that number five pick really makes this loss not hurt as bad. And oh, no. No <laughs> And, yeah, like no you said, stick. just like the low expectations for this team, dude. Like, it's it's a good feeling to have low expectations and then, you know, have a team exceed yours, so. It's a, it's a, it's a much better feeling than, like, let's say two years ago. We had Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson had, like, a decent year. Yeah. And we lose in the first round to the Rams, who had John Wofford. Yeah, yeah. Like, and like Goff had to come in. Is that about? Hurt and Goff was like injured. Yes, dude. <laughs> I'm like, are you? Are we actually going to lose this fucking team right now? Oh. Like, I and like you said, I went into this year with no expectations. Like, Seahawks are they're probably going to suck. And like, wow! Shout out to GM yeah. for like outperforming everybody's expectations. Like. I don't know if we're going to pay him this year. Like he's, he's a free agent this year. So I, I don't know what kind of money he's going to ask for because like he did lead the league in completion percentage. Set the single season Seahawk passing record, single season passing yards record for Seahawks. Like he's, if he has like a half decent agent, like he's going to get like, 20 mils so that's a lot so like i don't like i don't want to pay gino though like i don't want to pay gino 20 million like dk's contract kicks in next year he's gonna make 15 mil yeah uh you know i like we have like a fairly young team i guess like Tariq woolen is young kenneth walker is young um yeah you guys got some studs dude like we we got some young studs, but like I 
I really don't want to like tie up. I don't want to have Gino be the highest paid player on our team, dude. You know what? I, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that just doesn't make any sense. So if they have to release him, like that sucks. And uh, I don't know. I think if I were the Seahawks, I would like franchise tag him yep. this year. Yep. And then go sign and, and go draft, go trade up, and go get CJ Stroud or Bryce Young. No, 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 no. no. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna. F- we are going to franchise tag Geno Smith for next year. Hold on to Geno. Let's just see if Geno can cook. And then next year, I think the Broncos are going to suck again. And we're going to get like another top 10 pick. And then we trade. I, I don't know what kind of package this would have to involve. But we trade up to get like a top five pick, and then we can get like Caleb Williams, Drake yeah. May, or Quinn Ewers. Yeah. Like that, that is a fucking that I would for sure take that. And then this year we're just gonna like draft to try to build the defense. Like Pete Carroll's a defensive guy, right? Yeah. Like we, the middle of our defense is soft right now, and I'm sorry I'm taking up so much no, time. No, we're good, about dude. We, we're good. We're good. Um, but we need a guy in the middle that can just plug shit up. So we're going to take Jalen Carter this year with the number five I pick. He, and he's going to – him and Al Woods are going to be able to plug up the middle. And, like, we got Nuozu coming off the edge. Jordan Brooks won't be back until the very end of next year because he tore his ACL in, like, week 16, which is, like – brutal. Fucking brutal. Yeah. Like the like Kyler tore his ACL in yeah. what week? Like 13, 13. or something? Yep. So like whatever coach steps into that situation is like not going to have Kyler for 13 weeks. Yeah, which is uh, good So start. we're like obviously like middle linebacker and quarterback are very different positions. Yeah. But I'm just comparing like Apple app, like tomato, tomato. Yeah. Um. Anyways, we're going to take Jalen Carter like – that could really fix our pass rush. And if we can get pressure on the quarterback, dude, Tariq Woolen is a fucking stud. And Co- like literally our other cornerback is named Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Spelled differently. Yeah. Still uh, sick. Though. Obviously. Let me clarify. But he wears number eight, Kobe Bryant and Tariq Woolen. And we get Jamal Adams back next season. Like not like he's great in coverage or anything, but like, Still just, like, a guy that, like, knows how – like, his nose is around the football all the time. So yeah. And don't forget I MJ. I, Michael Jackson, oh, maybe. How could I forget Michael Jackson, dude? Yeah. You guys got an right, all-time so, names lineup, bro. Holy shit. So, oh, dude, that's what I'm saying. So, like, Seahawks are – our future is, like – we're, like – I am extremely optimistic right now as a Seahawks fan. Yeah. I love it, dude. I, I how could you not? I mean, like like you said, this is just a great season for them. They look great. I hate Pete Carroll so much, so much. With like oh, uh, yeah, can't stand him. And I respect that. Yeah, I respect and that's that. just purely as a Notre Dame fan. You know, like I don't like other than that, I don't really mind him, but like I just it's just there's just people you don't like, and Pete Carroll is just one of those guys I've never been a fan of. But obviously, he's been extremely successful. He's a great coach, 
And yeah, like you said, I think the franchise. He's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He's in the Hall of Fame for getting, like, no, obviously he won a Super Bowl. Getting Geno Smith to the playoffs, like, yeah. dude, you have to be in the Hall of and Fame. I don't. That. Like, did you guys have a losing season last year? Yeah. So yeah, that was like we his first like, losing uh, season. Th- one of his first losing seasons in Seattle. Like, yeah, I think uh, the. F- so I think his first year we had a losing season, and that was when we that was when we played the saints in the divisional round and we won the NFC West at seven and nine yeah, and yeah. Marshawn Lynch had the beast mode yeah. game. Yeah. And then so that was, that was like still kind of a sick year. Yeah. Super. And but yeah, he's been extremely then, successful, man. Then this was the other one. Yeah, yeah. This was the other season or last year was the other season yeah. for 500. I mean, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, anything else in the Seahawks you want to cover uh, that, that game before we move on? Uh, Nope, I I think I'm good. Thank you for letting me go on a tangent. Dude, of course, man. Of course, that's 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 what we're here for, man. I mean, there's always going to be a little bias in sports, and we're obviously going to have the most knowledge of the teams that we follow. So I love it, man. I love it. Uh, let's move on to Dolphins Bills. Uh, what the fuck, dude? This game was way closer than really any of us anticipated. Skylar Thompson looked fucking awesome through three quarters. Uh, I didn't realize he threw the ball 45 times. Uh, 18 for 45 is an, an insane number. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like, I, no one expected that game to be close. You know, Miami gets the ball, like, a minute 50 left. Uh, two timeouts, down three, man. And Skylar Thompson obviously didn't make of it. But, uh, so, I, so just to go over this game, Josh Allen, once again, the – Red zone turnovers are going to be a big deal. You can't have that. You cannot. If if you're trying to win a Super Bowl or even try just to win your conference, um, you're trying to win the AFC, you can't be turning the ball. I mean, he had two interceptions and a fumble. Like, so he had three turnovers. Leads the league. And uh, I, I believe Josh Allen leads the league in turnovers and fumbles combined yes, this season. He does. And you can't, you're not winning with that. Turnover, like, Obviously, at the exception of the Chargers game, having plus five on the turnover margin, which is brutal. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can't turn – like the team that wins the turnover battle 90% of the time, you know, is winning the game. So I – you can't be doing that. Um, really, the only other thing I have from this is Miami needs to get a quarterback. I don't know if we'll ever see Tua again. Who fucking knows? Like with that many concussions, like I don't know. Uh, so that's kind of a weird thing, yeah. So like Tua, I I think uh, I think they have to decide whether or not they're going to pick up his fifth year option after this season. And so like when he was healthy, he showed you like that he can produce in this offense, I guess to a certain extent. But then like at the same time, like he gets hurt so much. Yep. To where you're like, I there's no way I can pay you right now. And so, like, I don't know. I think the Dolphins, like, probably franchise tag Tua right now. But, like, I I also, like, you have, like, Tyreek Hill on, like, a big contract right now. You have Jalen Phillips right now who you just signed. They just traded for that Bradley other Chubb. defense. They, Bradley Chubb. Yep. Yeah. Like, you have, like, you are wanting to win, like, right now. And so, like... I kind of wonder if they might 
like take a quarterback in the draft or like go after Derek Carr, Jimmy G, somebody like that. How about how about I have one quarterback um, in, in mind that they could go after? Lamar Jackson. How about Lamar is that Jackson? Who it is? How about that? Oh my how god. About I would that? love that. How would electric that would that offense so much. be? Maybe the that fastest would be the offense fastest ever. team of all time. Yeah, yeah. Of all time, dude. Yeah. yeah. That would be insane. Yeah. That would be so <laughs> a fucking read option with like Tyreek. So imagine you put like Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle in your backfield and you're just like doing a triple option. Like, dude, how the fuck are you gonna just read and just run it? And then like imagine teams. if it's like a fucking speed. Oh my god, dude. And then like if you like add a pass option on top of that, yeah. like you have like literally like three of the five fastest players in the league like on your team that would be so sick i would love to uh, see that. and i just want to remind you like it wasn't that long ago uh lamar jackson won an mvp right i mean we're this, this is a obviously very legitimate legitimate quarterback i mean one of the best quarterbacks in the league a top seven quarterback in the league and just to be clear like this guy won an mvp right led the league in passing touchdowns um fun fact you put joe burrow's highest passing touchdown season lamar still beats that i know it's only i know joe burrow's only had two years but you know what i'm saying still yep exactly pretty impressive 38 touchdowns and then the other thing we want to look at too is like his best receiver was like willie sneed right so uh and obviously he had mark andrews too who was responsible for a lot of touchdowns for their squad but to put Lamar in an offense like that, A, he looked dope in the jersey, dude. Like him in a Dolphins jersey would look fucking clean. You know it would. And with him running RPOs with Tyreek and hitting fucking Jalen Waddle on a bubble screen. Fuck, man. Have you, how fun would that team be to watch? Oh, my God, dude. It would be ridiculous. He's from Florida, yeah. too. Like yeah. that, I think that's like a big reason why people are like comparing it. And they got like so they're running backs right now. They have Moster and uh, Jeff Wilson. Who's their other running back? Jeff Wilson. Yep. And so like they have like so they could be like one of the most lethal teams. Like on they could literally like run the fucking Georgia Tech triple option yeah. like every fucking time if they want. They won't do that obviously because Lamar is like a has elevated his game to be a much better passer than that. But like, dude, oh my god! If the Vi- if if the Dolphins were able to pull off getting Lamar Jackson somehow, like, I think I literally think that they would probably be like a top five Super Bowl favorite. Yeah, they would be the favorite next year. They would be the favorite. <laughs> I like I like like and they I would mean, be like, the favorite. I'm not gonna argue with yeah. you. Yeah, like, like they would. I I, I mean, unless like the. I don't. I, I just don't know who else. Like, I sure. I don't feel better about the Chiefs' offense than that. Like, no. I think they're the favorite, dude. Like that. That would be electric. But let's let's move on from that. That's a, that's a topic for another day once we get into NFL free agency. But um, let's move on to the New York Giants versus the Vikings. Uh, I just thought this is going to be another game where like the Vikings were going to figure out a way to pull it off. They didn't. Daniel Jones ran the ball seventeen times. Looked, I mean, the best game of his life that he's like, this is the best game, you know, of course, with situation and time and pressure, but he looked fucking awesome. Um, Kirk Cousins had a really good game. I, I mean, bar the three, uh, 
the three yard check down on fourth and ten. <laughs> fourth and eight, excuse me. Yeah. Lose the game. Kirk Cousins played great, dude. Like this was not a I'm telling you right now, this was not a Kirk Cousins loss. 31 for 39, 273 yards and two touchdowns. The Vikings defense fucking sucks. But it's awful. Horrible. What did you take away from this game, McHugh? Yeah, I mean, like, dude, for me, I was just like, personally, I, I am really impressed by Daniel Jones. Oh man, like, yeah, how could you not? He he has as many playoff wins as Tony Romo right now. Are people aware of that? <laughs> Does everybody understand one. that right now? But yeah, one. Um, <laughs> but like. Dude, Brian, Brian Dayball is a hell of a coach. And everybody is saying this. I think he'll probably win coach of the year. But, like, damn, dude. You beat in – like, obviously that Vikings team is so much oh, more yeah. talented than you. Like, everybody – like, when Kirk threw the check down on, like, fourth and three or, or fourth and eight or whatever, yeah. everybody was like, why didn't you just, like, force it to Justin Jefferson, who made, like, one of the greatest catches we've ever seen this yeah. season? Um, and so for for Dayball and Daniel Jones to be able to pull off something like this and win a playoff game in New York, dude, where you have, like, so much pressure on you. like. That is extremely impressive to me. So hats off to Dable, hats off to Daniel Jones. And I think Thibodeau got hurt at some point in this game. Yeah. So I don't know what his status will be going into the next game, but he'll definitely be like a huge factor going into the divisional round. Yeah. And I think there's sometimes like having that buy can be a pro, but like, or like, uh, uh, yeah, a pro, obviously, like having that extra week's worth of rest. But, like, the Giants coming off this big of a win and rolling into this week into the Eagles, dude, they got to be feeling really, really confident. Uh, so, I, that, I, I, this is going to be a great game, man. And we got an interdivision rivalry. The Giants have lost twice. Tough to beat a team three times. We saw it with Seattle in the first half. And who knows what the Giants are going to do against, against the Eagles. The Giants might find them, <laughs> crazy to say it, the Giants might find themselves in the NFC Championship game here and you know, a week and a half from now. So uh, it's not crazy to say, no, but I, I, it's not crazy to no. say at all. Yeah, no. And, but I, I just want to go back to like, I, I, li- I'm a Kirk Cousins guy. I like him. I don't think he's a top, one of the top tier guys in the league. Obviously I think you can win a Super Bowl around it. Um, you can win a Super Bowl with him. Uh, but like your defense can't be giving up 300 passing yards, Daniel Jones. Like you're, you're never winning that game. If Daniel Jones throws for 300, I, I know Daniel Jones is good. But like, if Daniel Jones throws for 300 against you and rushes for 78, like you will never win that game. You don't even deserve to win it. What a poverty defense. Uh, but yeah, have fun, Minnesota. You're, uh, you better get a defense or you're going to lose another top five wide receiver. So uh, probably, probably want to get a defense. Let's move on to our next game. Uh, anything else on that you want to cover? Nope, nope, nailed it. All right, let's move on to the uh, Bengals and uh, Ravens. I don't think I have like a ton to cover here. Uh, Bengals offensive line is just like so hurt. Joe Burrow has absolutely no time. Uh, I don't. I mean, like this Bills Bengals game can be an app could be an absolute shit show. 
props to Harbaugh, dude. Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't like he he's kind of like uh oh my god, Mike Tomlin in a sense, where like it's like this team like shouldn't be winning, but like they just keep winning and winning and they're like find themselves in games. The Ravens had absolutely no business being in this in this game. Uh they have the ball. I mean, what they were six inches short of a game tying touchdown to send that game into overtime. So I, I still I don't have a ton on this game just because like I think a lot goes into it. It's an interdivision rivalry, which is already going to make that no matter who's what team's outmatched, it's going to make that a close game. And then on top of it, the Bengals' offensive line is just having more issues, and you got to be able to protect Joe Burrow. He's already had one major major injury. What's to prevent him from having a second one? So. Uh, those are kind of my takeaways. Like like I said, nothing too crazy. Yeah, like you said, like going into this game, like you kind of knew what you were going to get. Interdivision rivalry. These teams literally played like the week before in week 18 of the regular season. So I I was honestly like kind of surprised how close it was. Like I, I thought Cincinnati like had a chance to just blow them out of the water. But, you know, like, Really, like the play, and I'm sure everybody would agree with this, the play that really changed oh, yeah. the tone of this entire game was when they tried to do the quarterback sneak with Tyler Huntley at like two-yard line, and then he fumbles, and then Hubbard goes 98 yards for a to touchdown. The like, to the crib. Oh, my God, dude. Like, there's just – you cannot come back from that. No. And the Ravens had so much – I texted you, the Ravens have so much momentum, like, up to that point. Yeah. And I was I was extremely impressed with them and how they were able to stay with, like, what everybody would consider a top five quarterback in Joe Burrow and, like, go, like, drive for drive with him. Um, so, like, you know, that was – that was like uh, that was disappointing to see them do that, but like at the end of the day, like we kind of expected that this was going to happen. But really, one of my other takeaways from this game was Lamar Jackson was not at this game. I know Did you see that. I yeah that that well, yeah. And, and I tweeted this week and I was like, uh, so, it was something to the line of like Lamar Jackson's like got to be at home like he's he was in the same spot we were like there's no way Lamar Jackson's not watching that game and my exact quote was Lamar Jackson's um got to be sick after watching that game dude is an ultra competitor having to sit at home like all of us and watch your team lose a very winnable game has to be tough and the AFC is even more scary with him in it so I I agree dude like that was weird when they said Lamar wasn't there I thought that was weird I don't know why like I mean it's not like he like can't move. Like it's not like he like is in like a wheelchair or something and yeah. like can't get out of his bed. Like <laughs> I th- like I I don't want to make too much out of this, but like, dude, are you serious? Like, yeah. and he tweeted something like the night before, like, hey, like I got an MCL like grade grade two sprain. I'm like hoping that I can get better soon. Like shout out to the Ravens or whatever. And then you don't even show up to the game, dude. Like, I don't know, man. That's just like very bad vibes going on in Baltimore. I, I kind of think Lamar is not a Raven going into the next season. I I don't either. I don't. I just like 
everything is pointing in the signs of him like not being one. So yeah, I, I don't see him being a Raven either. Uh, I don't know what the Ravens do though, man. Like he's their franchise guy, and like it's kind of hard not to. It's kind of hard not to bring a guy back on that's obviously brought. I mean, I wouldn't say a ton of success, but obviously, like quite a bit of success to your franchise. He doesn't have a playoff win, does he? He has he has one, one playoff win, so like he he has many he has as many as Tony Romo. Yeah, so yeah. yeah, shout out to him. Uh, but like. If you're the Ravens, you just traded like you traded a second round pick, I believe, for Roquan Smith because you're like we're trying to win now. Yeah. We got Lamar, we got like the offense. And the other thing is like I uh I was thinking about this. If you're the Ravens, like you've kind of built this team and your offensive coordinator is the same guy that like was the OC for Kaepernick when you ran this kind of offense. Like you can't just run like any old like pocket passer quarterback offense. Like you have to run like a mobile quarterback style of offense. And so if you let go of a guy like Lamar, you would either have to draft a guy like, I don't like Bryce Young is mobile. Like some of these guys are mobile, but like they're, is not a guy that exists in the draft that you could that you could replace Lamar with. And as far as like in the NFL goes, the only guys that you could really even consider replacing Lamar with are Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts. And like just as far as like running talent level goes. And I don't think either of those teams really want to give up on those quarterbacks right now. Yeah. So I think, like, are they just going to, like, completely reset and try to, like, draft receiver and, like, completely revamp their entire offense and, like, draft a new quarterback? Yeah. Because, like, I really I really don't think Lamar is coming back. And if that is the case, they're going to have to revamp, like, their entire offense right yeah. now. And maybe they, that means, like, they have to kick their offensive coordinator at the door, too. So... I don't know. Weird weird spot for the Ravens to be in. Obviously, I would assume they'd want Lamar back. I don't know if Lamar wants to come back, depending on. I mean, I think he just wants to get paid. So we'll see wherever that happens. Still a couple, like like you said, though, like Derek Carr can be a guy that can still come in that program. And with a really good coach with Harbaugh, like that team could make some moves in the AFC. Like I just, I think, I think Carr is a good quarterback, man. And I just like we, and here's the other thing too about like, head coaches like you have to have a good one to win like can we really think of like a high tier quarterback within the last 20 or 25 years that was like consistently really successful without a hall of fame level coach i mean john gruden won one with the 2002 bucks but yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's about it yeah, yeah but like i'm talking like quarter like a, a like a high tier quarterback right like you, ha- you kind of have to have a good coach, and I and I like that. I think that's what like Derek Carr has had what seven different coaches over the over his nine years in the NFL. So, put a guy like Derek Carr in Baltimore, man, you never know. You never know what could happen. Harbaugh's a great coach, but yeah, like you said, it's kind of tough. But let's let's anything else on that game before we go on to the last one. All good. All right, so we got Cowboys Buccaneers. Uh, 
How about them Cowboys? <laughs> Tom Brady threw the ball 66 times tonight, <laughs> that night. 66, 351 Six. passing Six. yards and two touchdowns. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, uh, that was just – that game was just, like, a really tough watch from – I wouldn't say from start to finish, like, because, like, the first – the first few drives, like each team was like going three and out and yeah. pointing to each other, but then like once the Cowboys decided, like, yeah, we're just gonna like fuck you up and like run it with Zeke and Tony Pollard and take the easy completions. Like that game was not really close. Dalton Schultz was open for two touchdowns that game. Ceedee Lamb eventually got it going. They didn't even cover Ceedee Lamb on that final touchdown. I was like, what the hell are you doing? Like. If that's the one guy you should game plan against in the passing game. Uh, Dallas just like kind of ran away with it, and like if you're if you were like going into this game, you're kind of thinking like, okay, the Buccaneers are like tough. They have like Levante David. They got like all these guys in the secondary. Like they have like a tough defense, and like they'll they'll be able to like hold Tampa like they did in the first week of the season. But really, the first week of the season, like, doesn't even matter when it comes to the playoffs. Like, it was, like, nut up or shut up time. The Cowboys were the better team in this moment. And I really thought it would be closer than this. But, like, the Cowboys just, like, dicked them down from yeah. start to finish. Like, that was insane. Yeah, and this is kind of, like, what I was what, – what I talked about. I said the Cowboys are going to blow these thing, blow this thing open. And win this game, um, you just can't have it close. Like you don't want the Bucks lingering around in, you know, the fourth quarter only down seven because then Brady can make it happen. If you're if you're rolling them like they did, it's not gonna be a problem. Don't feel great about the Cowboys versus the Niners, but dude, that's what's fun about the NFL, man. And anything can happen. Uh what do you think Brady's future's looking like? So, you know, everybody is uh Everybody's talking about like Brady. Like I think obviously he's gonna play another year. Yeah. Um. So, I think there's really only like two options for him right now. Some people would argue that there would be like three or four, but really the only two options I see for Brady is him signing with Miami. Like he kind of like had a handshake agreement with until they got charged with tampering. Or Oakland going back with Josh McDaniel, yeah. somebody that he's like ran that offense before, and and would have Devontae Adams, the th- and Rimfro, yeah, and Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs and yeah. like Hunter Rimfro. If if they're yeah Hunter Renfro, if they're able to bring back Darren Waller, like yeah. that would be insane. Um, but the other team that people are talking about is San Francisco. I, just, I don't see it. San Francisco is way too hot right now to be trying to bring in a new quarterback like Tom Brady. Like, dude, you've won six games in a row with Brock Purdy. Like, there's, and I think that they're probably going to beat the Cowboys. They have too many. They have too many quarterbacks right now to get another one. Like, they're going to have to figure out something to do with Jimmy G. Trey Lance is going to play next year unless he gets traded. Like he he's got to play. I, I think Trey Lance gets traded. That's going to be yeah. another one of my hot takes. Um, but anyways, like to answer your question, I would say 
Brady is an Oakland Raider next year. That just like makes the most sense. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I was thinking too. Like I could, I think Miami wouldn't be bad. Las Vegas Raiders, Las Vegas Raider. My bad. You're good. You're good. I was thinking Miami just because like it's in Florida. Um, I just don't know. Like if you want to go to the AFC, that's the only issue I have is like, if he's like, I want to win, like your bet, I think your best bet's the NFC. So uh, I could see him like, possibly staying in tampa as long as they get that o-line fixed so that was really like the issue the o-line sucks so then they didn't have they had no rushing attack right um brady i don't think a lot of people know this and maybe they do but brady threw for the most pass attempts in a season in nfl history this year like yeah that's insane dude. that's insane that's insane and why are you <laughs> why are you subjecting your 45 year old quarterback <laughs> to lead the league in passage attempts, not just for this season for all, all time. time dude see it's yes like that's that's just really brutal man like and i kind of i kind of feel for brady a little bit when yeah. i hear stats like that man yeah but uh okay let's anything else on that game you want to cover before we move on to our pickums and then probably close up the podcast uh, no, that's about it. Sweet, man. All right, so let's move on. Uh, we'll start with the first game on Saturday. Jacksonville, Kansas City, and give me a score prediction. Saturday at 3.30 p.m., 4.30 Eastern. So I will say 35 to 20 Kansas City. I like it. I like it. Uh, what, what, what are you seeing from each team as far as – are you just seeing Kansas City so th- dominance so or what? The way I see – well, to a certain extent, yes. But the way I see this game playing out kind of is like I think Kansas City will probably get up like 17 to 6 at some point. And then like going into halftime, it will probably be like 13 to 17 or like or like – 20 to 13 something like that but i think the chiefs will like dominate statistically in offensive yardage and i think their defense is like a little underrated too like the jaguars don't have any receivers that really scare you that much and so i think that the chiefs will come out like fired up and like jump on the jaguars and i think the jaguars will put up a solid effort in the second half. But I mean, really, I just like, I just think there's no way as much as I love Trevor Lawrence, like there's no way you're going to beat Mahomes in the divisional round to get to the AFC championship. Like Mahomes has been here before. He knows what it takes. He's going to, He's going to deal. He's going to make the right plays. He's going to scramble when he has to, you know, pick up the eight yards here and there. Uh, He's going to, like, take the check downs or whatever he needs to do to win this game. And, you know, we saw Trevor kind of pressing in the last game, obviously, through, like, four fucking picks. (laughs) So, I, you know – Patrick has just been here before. And so I think like, I think the Jags will probably keep it within two touchdowns for a while, but then the Chiefs will just like score at the end and it'll make this about 35 to 20. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, I had the Chiefs like exploding offensively. 
Um, I was thinking it was going to be more around like the 42-24 range. But like uh, I was thinking the same thing. Kind of like it's, you know, 24-30, you know, 24-35. The Jags are driving, you know, they don't get a conversion. Chiefs come down, score, put the game away in the fourth quarter. Um, But yeah, very similar. I just like. I love Kansas City's offense. I've been high on them since the beginning of the year, which, like, you know, hard not to be. But even them losing Tyreek, their offensive production has gotten far better. So, yeah, I I agree with you. I see a very similar game. Uh, But, yeah, I have Kansas City winning that game and getting to the AFC Championship game. Uh, So let's move on to the second game, Saturday night, 7.15 p.m., 8.15 Eastern. We have the Giants and Eagles probably – besides Cincinnati Buffalo prop I don't know this is probably one of the games I'm looking forward to the most dude I think this will be the one of the most competitive games that we see uh and it's just it's an interdivisional uh, rivalry it's the NFC beast you got fucking two hard-nosed football teams going at it I see us being a ground and pound game uh but I'm I I mean call me crazy but I'm going to pick the Giants to win this game uh 24-21 game-winning field goal uh in philly dude i know it's kind of crazy but i just i i i don't and now it's hard to judge from last game is this eagles defense is far better than than the vikings but i like the giants run attack i think their defense is not as good as philly's but up there and it's it's hard to be a team three times anything can happen and as long as the giant if the giants are in it down the stretch man you're gonna have to be a little worried you know, that is a hell of a pick sauce. Yeah. Like, wow, my my hat's off yes. to you. Um, like you said, like interdivision rivalries like that, they can go either way. Like, uh, you know, Seahawks obviously got their ass cheese clapped last weekend. But usually interdivision rivalries are very close like this, especially when you get later on into the playoffs. And, you know, I think like, Brian Dayball versus Nick Sirianni. Like, I, you really don't know that much about either of these coaches going into this game. And so I think really, like, both of these offenses are like have a decent amount of talent. Like, you look at the Eagles, they have Jalen Hurts, Miles Sanders, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, the Giants, like, have Daniel Jones playing his like his best football oh, of yeah. his career. Saquon Barkley, Wandale Robinson, some of these guys. So you would probably pick the Eagles to outperform them on offense. But then on defense, the Eagles have a extremely tough defensive front. But then like the Giants have a very formidable defense too. Like Dexter Lawrence finished as the number two overall rated pro football focused defensive tackle. Like I, I got I gotta shout out him for like outperforming Chris Jones and some of these guys. So I think like you, it will be a pretty close game, but I will take the Eagles to win twenty six to twenty three. Ooh, it's still a battle though, man. Still a battle. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a bet. It's gonna be a battle, like you said. All right, let's move on to the next game: Cincinnati Buffalo. Uh, this will be the first game on Sunday at two p.m. three Eastern. Should be a good one, man. 
Um, maybe though, this could be like a rough looking game. I obviously I want this to be like electric and high scoring, but I also how I kind of see this game going is if I was a betting man, I'd take the under and I'm thinking I'm taking I'm taking Buffalo over Cincinnati purely based upon how bad Cincinnati's offensive line is with all the injuries they've had. Uh, I, I have I have Buffalo winning this one like 21-17. Uh, low scoring. I, I just wasn't impressed by either team's performance last week against pretty poor teams. And I just, I yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take the Bills, man. I'm taking the Bills 24-17. Okay. So, overall, I think uh... – I don't really trust either of these defenses. Like like you said, you think it's going to be 21-17. I think it would probably – the way I think the game is going to go is it could be more in the ballpark of like 41-35 to 35 yeah, or 41-38 or something like that. I think it's going to be a shootout. And, you know, obviously the Bills are like playing like on that emotion – they uh, they could still be riding that emotional high of like Demar Hamlin making it out of the hospital and everything. Um, the Bengals, like you said, their offensive line is banged up, and so that's going to have a big impact on Burrow. You know, obviously we saw him get sacked nine times against yeah. the Titans last year in the playoffs, and he still won. But I think that this is really going to be a shootout. Uh, I don't trust the bills defense that much and i don't really trust josh allen that much to be honest with you i think he's gonna make some mistakes in this game that are gonna give the Bengals opportunities to hang around like i think the bills are more talented than the Bengals, but like the way josh allen has played lately i think he's gonna turn the ball over like two or three times and it's gonna make this game closer than it should be and i will take the Bengals wow. to win thirty-five to thirty-one. So we, you got a Bengals Chiefs rematch, baby. I love I it. I do. I do. I love it. All right, let's move on to the final game: Dallas, San Francisco. Um, I could be wrong on this, man, but I, I really like San Francisco, and I have them. I have them beating the Cowboys, uh, uh, thirty-five seventeen. I have it's just being an absolute dismantle. I do like the Cowboys defense; they're fun. Uh, but I like what San Francisco has to offer as far as their rushing attack goes alone is like one of the best in the league. And then on top of that, like George Kittle's playing some of the best receiving football he's played in his life. Debo looks like obviously he's back to full health. Brandon Ayuk is a great deep ball threat and Purdy's like this hot. And then on top of all that I just mentioned, having probably the best defense in the NFL. Good luck, Dallas. Good luck. Yeah, no, I love picking the Cowboys against Tom Brady because I just like knew Brady was washed. Yeah. But they yeah, like did, so the Cowboys have like very talented players in like they have a very talented running back that in Tony Pollard. They have a very talented receiver in CeeDee Lamb, Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, some of these guys. But the 49ers, man, like they are just rock solid at every single positional group. And I think 35 to 17 is a really solid prediction. And just so that I don't predict the exact same score as you, 
I'll say 38 to 13 San Francisco. I think this is a blowout. San Francisco it. just wipes the floor with them. I abs- I absolutely love that. Um yeah, dude, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. I just San Fran's really good top to bottom and I think they're the, probably the favorite to come out of the NFC right now. But other than that, McHugh, anything else you want to go over, man? Uh no, I'm all good. So we get, yeah, we covered all the playoff predictions. Uh got some hot takes in here and there. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Sauce. Yeah, of course. And thanks to everyone for listening. We'll be back next week, obviously, with a review of the uh playoff games and we'll probably have a little bit more uh NBA content hopefully coming around. It's just as far as you I mean I, I, you guys know this is this is prime time football season and kind of the down seat time of the NBA which is kind of like the mid season. So not a ton going on. Uh once we hit like February when the trade deadline starts coming up, obviously that's when the NBA is going to be a little more hotter and then after the Super Bowl too. So yeah man, other than that, thanks for hopping on MC man. I'm glad you're always on the mic with me man and uh We'll be back next week.